Final hour overdrive continues. TSN 1050 on the TSN app. Your home smart speaker up on TSN 2. Brian Hayes, Frankie Corrado in studio. The O-Dog will be back. He's over doing some Sports Center stuff. We, there's a lot going on here at TSN. Yeah. A lot busy, going on. busy day, man. A lot of people in the hallways today. I'm seeing a lot of faces that I haven't seen yes. yet around here. Have you done a Trade Center before? No. Last year, I was radio all day. Okay. This year, I'm doing a little mix. A little yes. back and forth. You'll enjoy it. It is yeah. a lot of fun. And Overdrive will be on tomorrow. I'll be here at 4 o'clock. But, yeah. um, I'll be here be with doing you for panels. that. You're coming in yeah, tomorrow. I'm coming exactly. in. I'm going to do... Here's my plan. I'm going to do an hour and a half of Overdrive because I have to do the Habs-Anaheim Ducks panel at 10 p.m. Hmm. But if there's inclement weather... I will stay for the full duration of the show. They are saying it's going to be really ugly tomorrow. Yeah. Now I don't know what to make of that because I like I, I know you never know where it hits. What you know? How bad is it actually going to be? Yeah. I think you overshoot it. I think that's smart. If you're a meteorologist, you warn, overwarn. Sure. Right. Yeah. You don't want to stress out the emergency systems. No, all you got to be prepared. You, you know, if you don't have to go out. So yeah, we'll see. We're gonna we're gonna play okay. it by ear. Well, yeah, the doors open. I mean, yeah. you can do whatever you want for sure. It's very nice. Um, very gracious host you are. Well, I try to be yeah. very accommodating and try to make sure everyone feels welcome. It's always a, been my reputation. Yes, I had a situation today. Did you? I had a situation driving here. Okay. You ever realize after the fact that something went on way too long? In terms of a relationship, in terms of a conversation, I'll what tell are you. I'll about tell you here? how this went down. I took okay. the four hundred one to get here. Yes. So I'm coming from the west, going east. There was a certain piece of business that needed to be conducted. Somewhere on my face. I'll let you guess where that took place. Yeah, I got an idea, yeah. And that certain piece of business might have finished at the warden exit. Okay? Mm -hmm. And I, I, I thought back. I said, when did I start? <laughs> and I'm pretty sure I started around Keel. So you're going past the parkway past the 400 <laughs> or around the 400 right before the 400 yeah like right after you get <laughs> you get off the 400 that's legit 15 minutes and even you pass without the traffic four, you pass the 404 yes is what you pass oh you're going through young like avenue road yeah bayview and it, it wasn't bumper to bumper like we were we were moving but then yeah I, it was i looked up i'm like warden like I, that this might have started around keel that's concerning that man. is concerning. you might have a health issue on your hands <laughs> You might want to get that checked out. <laughs> that is very concerning because yeah. that's a long haul, man. Yeah. You go from Keel all the way to Warden. For those of you not familiar with the city or the workings of the 401, that is a good haul. Very concerning. That's a very yeah. good haul, and that is very concerning. I'll tell you what, though. You need to figure your I life out. I am breathing fantastic Everything's all right good. now. Yeah. yeah. Listen, what Great. people do, like the comfort level in your own car... You end Everyone's up talking to yourself, you're singing to yourself, you're doing, like, and, and the way you react to other people when you have the security of being in your car oh, is also yeah. wild, man. You, you will say things to people, do things that you just never do in any other scenario in life. Yeah. But it's like, I'm in the car, you're in the car, there's a understanding you're here that world, it doesn't man. really matter. Yeah. No one's going to do anything. But occasionally you do see a road rage situation where you think, wow, that really escalated. For to the no, point where two people decided to pull over yeah. and come to blows. Yeah, like, it's one thing for one lunatic to say, I want a piece, mm -hmm. and the other guy to be like, screw I'm not getting out of my car. We're yeah. on the highway. It's another thing for two adults to say, 
Yeah, okay. We'll throw the park in. We'll throw it on the, the four-way yeah. zone, and let's have a dust-up right, here. Right here. At, at, right here on the 401. On the 401. We're yeah. just going to not even put the two-ways on or the four-ways on. you got to be wired yeah. differently for no, that. No, that's different. That is a very different mentality. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, we'll see what the O-Dog can tell us about that later this hour. we got uh, Pierre Lebrun coming up, our TSN Hockey Insider. Allegedly, maybe Pierre doesn't answer this time. I don't know. Will Pierre? That's the game we need to start playing. Will Pierre answer the we'll phone? We'll find out. When we call him at 6.30, because this time of year, the insiders, those phones, I'd love to get a history of that phone. Yeah. What's going on on that phone? Because I can tell you what I'm doing on my phone, and I have no access to anything. So I'm, I'm texting friends. I'm texting my dad all the time. Are you working? You're working the lines? Yeah, but I'm not working the lines in terms of actually finding out information. I'm reacting to everything. Okay, so like... Or some, this is what I'm hearing. Is there like something goes down and it's pretty significant and you're like, I got to text this person, that person. Yeah, generally. got to ham it up here. Generally, yeah. I think, yeah. That's, I think that's the beauty of just being a sports fan. And I think that speaks to why this two-week period for the National Hockey League has been spectacular so good they have to find a way to bottle this yeah and find a way to extrapolate this over every year for the rest of time yeah because we're going to do a little rundown here our own you know three pack of players who have been acquired over the last few weeks who are making the most impact or we believe will make the most impact on the stretch run and into the playoffs but if you do a three pack you're going to be missing out on a lot of big names like significant names where in past years like i'll give you an example for weeks, we were talking about Gavrikov in Columbus as if this guy was the next Larry Robinson. Seriously. Right? It was yeah. constant. Well, they're asking for a pick. Man, Gavrikov. Do you hear about Gavrikov? He's not playing tonight. People had no idea who he was. No, I went down to the game. It was a Saturday night. Leafs Columbus. I placed eyes on this guy. I'm like, that's Gavrikov? We worked that game. We did it. Me and the Tat. So you were up in we the, were you there. Were, you were in the building. Oh, I was yeah. there. My wife and I were out there watching the game. I, and I'm telling her, I'm like, yeah, there's a guy, Gavrikov. She's like, I, I could not care less about Gavrikov. I said, good. That's sensible. <laughs> you shouldn't care less yeah. about Gavrikov. That was the guy. And now Gavrikov gets pieced in the Corpusalo deal. He's, he wasn't even the biggest piece in his own trade. No kidding. That's how big... We're talking here. That, That's how many names have been going out the door. That goalie is going to have way more of an impact way on that more. L.A. team because of the goaltending they've had this year. They're actually a pretty good team. Mm. They've just had bad goaltending all, all year long. Gavrikov was a throw-in. That's what we're talking about here. Yeah. Gavrikov. And we had guys, I had guys, I had guys texting me saying, the Leafs got to do something to get Gavrikov. Like, you've like never anyone seen has this clue. guy played, man. Well, the same thing is applying here with Matthew Nyes. I find that those conversations come up all the time. Like, just someone suggesting, well, maybe Nyes plays there. No. Have you ever seen him play? No. And are you relying on a 19-year-old kid, 20-year-old kid to step into the NHL? Thank the you. most pressure-packed situation in the NHL right now? And he's going to, what, play on a line with Austin Matthews? And he's, and he's like, we found the winger. Like, we found yes. the guy for him now, like, it's right out of college. Hey, not happening. If it, if it happens, great. All the power to the kid. I'm sure he's a good player, nice kid, all that stuff. But that situation does not call for this. No, you cannot rely on that. No. That is a complete no, bonus. No. That's a flyer. There's no guarantees even going to sign between now and the end of the year. But I, I don't think it's a coincidence they have 49 contracts signed. I believe that's what they have right now. And you can get to 50. They're keeping one open for him, Yeah, I think. Um, so anyway, let's let's go down a three pack here. You can you can start for us, Frank. You were going to put uh, Joe from the bridge on notice here because I made the mistake of not sending my three pack to Joe from the bridge. But this is yeah. why he is the best in the business. He will keep up. I, 
I also, he is tap dancing. I also want to make a disclaimer here. When Arad told us that we were doing this, he just said, we're doing the top trades that have happened so far. I wasn't aware that I needed to come up with my own list. I thought we were. Oh, okay. I thought there was a list, and we were just going to react That's and kind of chew the fat there. So I did make a little list here You're on good. short notice. You're Shout good. out Arad. Shout Thanks, out buddy. Arad. We love Arad. Arad is on top of things. He, he is did, on top of he things. He did make sure that I was on the right page, which is ultimately important. Yeah. You, it doesn't matter. I'm well, just here, you're man. Just, you're just a suit, and yes. you happen to be here, and the mics yeah. are on. All right, so okay. why don't you, you start for us? If you want to go 3-2-1. Yeah, I'll go 3-2-1. Okay. And, and These are individual saying... players who we believe will make the biggest impact down the stretch. Okay, why don't you go first? Okay, I'll go first. You go first. I'll go first. Number three, I have Jacob Chikrin. I have Jacob Chikrin, who was acquired by Ottawa. Ottawa, as, as I said, I'm not convinced they have enough time to get back into this, but they've been waiting for a top-four defenseman who can play likely on the right side, for years, we've been waiting for Chikrin to get flipped for years. This is a guy that will come in, munch up a lot of minutes. He's playing tonight in New York. He's going to be on the ice against Patrick Kane. Disclaimer, showtime is not on my list. Which, again, speaks to how crazy it's been the last two weeks. Yep. I do not have Patrick Kane in my top three. But I have Jacob, Jacob Chikrin at number three. Because, um, again, I think he's a really good player. I think it's an important piece for them. And I think he steps in and has an impact. I have Ryan O'Reilly at number two. He's already made an impact for the Leafs. Big impact. Big impact for the Leafs. And when you think of his pedigree, when you consider what he is capable of bringing and what I think he's already done, but also just the big draws, the penalty killing, the ability to grind out plays, the ability to start uh, cycles, to end cycles defensively, to push Tavares to the left side, which I'm not sure will stick, but so far so good. I have Ryan O'Reilly at number two. And my number one impact trade acquisition is a guy that has actually been lost in the shuffle because he was the one that got the party started. So it feels like an eternity ago. I have Bo Horvat at number one. It's a good pick. And Bo's been scoring goals. He has been. Like, he's been scoring since he got to the island. Yeah, and you know what? If the Islanders are going to do anything here as far as making the playoffs, which I know they're in a playoff spot right now, like he's going to be a big part of it because yes. he was not just brought there to be another guy. He's almost like, and the way they're paying him, eight and a half million now, like he's going to be the guy because... Yes. They have some aging players, some guys that have slowed down. They're not the most fleet of foot team. You're talking about a team that brought in Pierre Engvall because they said, we need to get faster. Right. Like, that's how desperate they are for foot speed. They brought in Pierre Engvall, and they know, like, they would know Pierre Engvall very well. Lou would know him. And so Bo Horvat's going to be a big part of that team. I, I do agree. That's a, a big impact player for them. Yeah, so he's, he's got five goals in his 12 games there. He's got 36 on the season. Like he probably ends up with 44, 45 goals and 82 points, 85 points. Like He's yeah. had a really good year. Yeah. Really good year. So that's my three-pack, which right. means I don't have Timo Meyer in there, which yeah, I, you is don't have surprising. I, that was the guy I'm like, Timo, but I don't have Showtime in there. Matias Ekholm, I think Corpusalo is a guy that could be included. Like when yeah. you consider that he's likely going there, probably to be the man. When it all shuffles, when it all plays out, Jonathan Quick was flipped to Vegas today. I'm not convinced he gets the net, but he might. Yeah. He's a grizzled veteran who's won two cups. I mean, I'm missing guys. Who yeah, have been really good, really yeah. impactful players. So. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'll do mine. Go ahead. And, and we could have done a five. We could have done a six. Easily. We really could have. Because, Easily. And Taylor a, uh, Bertuzzi, Orlov. Okay, so that my number three, Dmitry Orlov. Okay. And you think about Boston. They already have everything they, they need. They didn't need this guy. But, man, when you bring in a player of that kind of ilk who can play the, those minutes, mm -hmm. versatile guy, he's won a Stanley Cup, Like that's going to have a big impact because it just slots everyone on Boston a little bit better. 
Playing really with McAvoy, too, right? He's Well, he's played with McAvoy. He's played with Cart. Like, he's kind of played a little bit with everyone right mm-hmm. now. He's even played with that um, Forbert on, yep. on, on the he's third pair. And, and the guy who doesn't play right now has been Connor Clifton, I believe. Like, he's sat out, and it's like he's been a big part of that back end, too. And he's got some grit. Like, mm-hmm. he can move the puck. That's a big pickup, Dmitry Orlov. I agree. Number two, you can tell I like defensemen, Matthias Ekholm. Edmonton badly needed a guy like this. And it's unfortunate that Tyson Berry had to go out the door because they love him there. He was really good on the power play. But this guy's way more versatile. He doesn't... He, it's not a lesser offensive guy, really. Matthias Ekholm has been an offensive guy. He can do more defensively for them. He's going to help that Evan Bouchard if he plays with him. Mm-hmm. He's also going to help alleviate Darnell Nurse because sometimes he's asked to do way too much. Like Nurse is playing with CC on the first pair right now. Mm-hmm. Like that's not as as good as Edmonton looked last night. I'm not that comfortable going into the playoffs as that that's my first D pair. So Matthias Ekholm is going to be a big impact in Edmonton. I agree. He's a grizzled veteran. Uh, there's something about him. He's been to a cup final. He's a big part of that team. That was a long time ago. That would have been in 16, I guess, 17. But brings a beard to the room. You love a beard. There's something about a guy who just it looks like he's played in big moments. Yeah. And looks like he's comfortable with the moment. And he flew in. He played last night. He looked comfortable. He looked good. He picks up an assist. Yeah. Big roar for him they in need, the building, which you would expect. Kind, they need that kind of guy that just makes them a little harder to play against, yep. too. Like, they had they had a mutant on the back end last night. Did you see that guy? Mm-hmm. He's the big right-handed shot. I think his last name's DeHarnay. Mm-hmm. But, like, they need a little bit of that. They got some snarl, though. They do. I mean, they they Edmonton, and again, I, we, we cannot emphasize, emphasize this enough. Being in the Western Conference, it is such an easier road. Yeah. You still got to pull your weight. You got to show up, and once the puck drops, the other teams are going to play. There's still going to be intensity in the Western playoffs, uh, Western Conference playoff structure. But it's not Boston, it's not Tampa, it's not New York, Toronto, Jersey, yep. Carolina. Well, who's number one? Number for you? one is Timo Meyer. You got Timo. He was the number one guy. We were all talking about it. He was the big number one on the trade bait board. And you think about what he's going to bring to that New Jersey team. They're so fast. They're so skilled. They play an exciting kind of game. They almost play this like suffocating brand of hockey that I can kind of is similar to Colorado, mm-hmm. you know, like when you think about the pace of their execution. And the thing I like is the fact that he is going to be there, you know, like he's not a rental for that team. Right. Like they, they have him for in their plans for a long time and he's going to be with that Jack Hughes. And they're just, they have this young core of players that play a very exciting brand of hockey, and they've added an elite talent to that yeah. group for you know what is going to be a long time. Yeah, it's it's an interesting play. Like Jersey, they had that great start, and then they had that run where they won was it thirteen games in a row, something yeah. like that. It was where, the heater. Uh, yeah, Jack they were on everyone's radar. Everyone's radar because originally it was Lindy Ruff was getting fired, and then all of a sudden Lindy Ruff's up for the Jack Adams. Yeah, and then to their credit, they just became. Like a well-oiled machine that just kept plugging. Like kept, yeah. it wasn't a scenario where they they took their foot off the gas, which I've been thoroughly impressed by because I really I was thinking it could be a flash in the pan that early in the season. A lot of people, and I think a lot of people still right now don't necessarily trust that New Jersey is going to be there. I, I think this is probably just a happy to be there scenario. I I do think the the Devils probably feel like this is an accomplishment just getting there right feeling good winning some playoff games 
if they play the Rangers in the first round, I, I think the Rangers will win. I wouldn't be shocked if they won in five games, six games. I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah. Um, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Jer- Jersey has been out of it for a long time. Yeah. They've been out of the mix for a long time. And as you pointed out, bringing in Timo Meyer, even though they didn't end up signing that extension, they will. Or they at will. a minimum, they'll qualify him. He's well, still going to be for there. For sure. He's going to be there with that group. He's going to be there with that group. You're, you're, you've got a core there. You've got a system and a pace of play that I think is conducive to continued success. Funny, like, listen, I recently retired, so if I can watch a game and kind of see, like, what kind of systems teams play, like, a lot of the times it's the same kind of stuff. So when a team like Jersey is playing that well, kind of see, like, okay, well, how are they set up here? Are they doing anything different here? Nothing. There's nothing different. It's literally just Mm -hmm. they play with a ton of pace, like, the players skate very fast, obviously. The puck goes from behind their net to behind the opposition's net in like less than three seconds it a lot of wild. the times. They just regroup pucks extremely quick. They don't like play around with it and they just jam it down your throat. Yeah. Like Luke Wilson, the way he talks about certain teams kind of like running the ball, and he always says they jam it down your throat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the New Jersey Devils. Yeah, they legitimately they they may hold the titles the the fastest team in the league, like the way that they play. And you know they could still win that division. You look at it, and they're, I guess they're talking Jesper Bratt, the idea of re- you know bringing signing him and keeping him there long term. Yeah. He's one of those guys that's like yeah, Jack Hughes, right? Like he's so agile and he's highly skilled, and like yeah. this has been his big breakout moment. He's he's got twenty four goals, fifty seven points, effectively a point a game guy. He's going to score thirty. Dougie Hamilton's really fit in well there. That McLeod kid can fly. Miles Wood can fly. You know, Howla is a guy, that, a veteran that can really skate and has skated throughout his career. He doesn't want to be on the fourth line. Doesn't want to be on the fourth line, though. Does Bruce not Bruce want to that. be on the fourth Brucey line. Brucey will tell you that. I like that from Brucey, the fact that he kind of, like, because that happens, man. If you're not one of the big pieces on a team and someone else comes in, the first thing you're thinking is, oh, man. Where's my name going to be on that lineup sheet Where tomorrow? Where do I fit now? Yeah. Where do it, I fit? It always happens. And as soon as the, you see that trade happen, you start thinking, oh, man, like, yep. what are they doing here now? It's difficult. Yeah. yeah you're massaging a lot of different egos, right? Oh, yeah. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. The O-Dog will rejoin us here. Pierre Lebrun, our TSN Hockey Insider. Rasmus Sandin has spoken. Was he surprised by the deal out of Toronto? We'll get you that answer. We'll talk about that next. All right, we are under 24 hours away from the NHL trade deadline. These last two weeks, man, it has been wild, and it is Trade Center tomorrow, and Pierre Lebrun, our TSN Hockey Insider, is in studio. So we're up on TSN 2. The O-Dog is supposed to be back. He left his computer. He, he was where I was. Yeah. Yeah. I think he'll probably come back and walk right in, but sorry, you can get close and personal with Frankie. Yeah. Good. yeah. We haven't we'll had fight. you in studio in a long time. I uh, I work a lot from the home studio now, as you guys do. Yes, often. absolutely. And, uh, yes, but today and tomorrow are big days. Yes, especially tomorrow. Everyone's going to be in there tomorrow, yeah. right? Like it's a it's going to be a whole different vibe, and it's exciting. And I'm curious, what is still left here, Pierre? What's your read on Ooh, what boy. happens between now and and tomorrow at three o'clock? Yeah, th- this is like me in 1989 realizing I'm out of Molson X and I'm on till about 50. <laughs> but um, I might get in trouble for that somehow. I don't no, know. that's fine. No, there's still some some players out there, and uh, you know we just did insider trading. I mean, it's intriguing. For example, uh, to me, what Montreal will or won't do with Joel Edmondson, um, who may finally play tonight after being out for more than a month. And you know, I spoke to one team today that said 
we need to see him play before right. we decide whether or not we're making an offer. Really? But so many defensemen have been traded that there aren't a lot of options left for teams who missed out on, on the bigger names. Now, he's got another year on his deal, so the Habs don't have to move him. They can wait till next year to do that. But, but that's an intriguing situation depending on the cost. I think the Calgary Flames are, are, are interesting to me. They may end up doing nothing. They may do a few things. They're right on that line. They're the worst position possible for a GM on the eve of the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. They're one, of, they're one of only four teams that have not made an NHL trade um, since uh, Bo Horvat got dealt. Wow. I mean, everyone's made a trade other than four teams, and Calgary's one of them. So are they buyers or sellers, though? This is it. I, I think there's a chance there's, there's a bit of both if it's strategic tomorrow. I will tell you this. I think tonight's game against the Toronto Maple Leafs looms large for Calgary's decision-making. You think mm-hmm. one, one, one game? Yeah, because they're starting to go backwards in that wild-card race in the yeah. West. And, and they're trying to get a read on this team. The, the, the players are supposed to tell the GM what to do here. Um, I think the Flames, uh, for example, have shown interest on a guy like Joel Edmondson. Uh, they'd like to, to bolster their blue line. But if they get blown out tonight by the Toronto Maple Leafs, they wake up tomorrow and say, are, are we listening on someone that we weren't previously listening on? I don't know. I, I really think that it comes down sometimes in the final week for the deadline where you're trying to get a sense of what your team is about. Yeah. Right? I think Calgary's one of those teams. But what what if for Calgary, like if they don't get blown out and it's one of those games, they're in it, they're hanging around, don't you feel like with all the grunt work that Brad Trey Living did all summer to like remanufacture that roster, don't you think maybe he, even though the players maybe haven't shown him as much, like he wants to kind of see it through and say like, I yes. did all this work. Yeah. I'm not just saying like, I'm done here now. I, I do. I think he'd rather add than not. I know from talking to someone there today that they don't feel they can spend a high-end asset for a short-term solution, that they really have to be strategic here if they add someone. Um, You know, the tough thing for them is they've given up the second fewest shots on goal in the league, I believe, but can't get a save. Yeah, Like, you can do a lot of the roster altering you want, but at the end of the day, if Jacob Markstrom doesn't get right, talking about a guy who was nominated for the Vezina Trophy last year. Mm -hmm. If he doesn't get right, I don't think it matters what you do. I mean, that's the problem right now. But conversely, if he does, I don't think it's ridiculous to suggest Calgary could make noise in the West. Like, if they are built for the playoffs, they're big, they're bruising, they're defensively sound, and if Markstrom plays like a top-five goalie, which he has done throughout his career, Mm -hmm. the West, why not? Well, Why couldn't they beat a team uh, like Dallas in the first round? The, the West is wide open. I, I think Colorado getting healthier is the cream of the crop again. If they can finally get there, they're not there. Linus Cog hasn't, had, you know, he may not be back to the playoffs or right at the end of the race. What is the issue there with Landis Cog? Like it was so, supposed to be three months, was it not? Yeah. So it's been a long road back. He he, he had his second knee procedure in uh, in the span of twelve months. He had one last March, and he had one again in October. Okay. And it's been a long road back recovering from that. And they want to be um, ultra careful with Landis Cog and not rushing back. You know, make sure that when he comes back, he's back for good. And um, But if Colorado, the way they've been playing, but the West is what, look at the Pacific Division standings. You know, Vegas, Edmonton, Seattle, you know, uh, Calgary, um, you know, they're all there. L.A. Kings. Mm-hmm. Anyone can win that division within the last 20 games of the year. So that is there. But a lot of those teams have made moves. Edmonton has signaled, we've done everything we can with no cap room. We've added Ekholm. We've added Bukestad. That's pretty aggressive for a team that had no cap room. Well, and again, I think if what would 
would lead me to be kicking myself if I was Calgary is Vegas doesn't have a goalie. They had to go out and get Jonathan Quick. I don't know what's going to happen with him. L.A. knew they didn't have goaltending. They had to go get Corpus Solo. Edmonton has not been thrilled with their goaltending. Skinner, Skinner's had some really good stretches. He's been better, yeah. but he doesn't have playoff history. The one team, if you include Calgary, and I guess Seattle, like Calgary should be comfortable with their goaltending. They should right, be looking yeah. at their goaltending and saying, we don't have to worry about that. Well, Let everyone else figure out their problem. Also, especially when you add in the fact that their defensive metrics or numbers are one of the best in the league. Right. Like They're very good at suppressing high-quality chances. Big time. But to your point, Pierre, it's like, can't get a save. Hmm. Yeah, routine play can't get a save. I mean, I, so if they make a move tomorrow, I think it's to bolster the blue line. I think that's the move. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, there's so much pressure on that team. Don't forget the other thing. I mean, you guys are assuming that it's all about the Pacific Division for Calgary. If they make it in as a wild card, they may have to cross Go over. And, and I think Colorado is going to win the Central by the end of this regular season. They're red hot right now, that's for sure. Well, I would say Pierre LeBron in studio. The Calgary of the East is Ottawa because Ottawa's five points out of the playoffs. Now they got to jump over more teams. Calgary yeah. only has to jump over one. Ottawa's got to jump over a number of them, but they are red hot. And yeah. Jacob Chikrin joins them tonight against Patrick Kane and the Rangers. That's going to be electric at the Garden tonight. But that, that's showtime against the against the red hot Senators. Absolutely. And, and by the way, the Rangers have not quite been right over the last. They look great. Right? Uh, it's interesting to me and. You know, Tarasenko's great. His way, and, you know, what's this going to be like for Patrick Kane, who has never played for another NHL team, and how long will it take for him? I think it's fascinating. Um, the other thing I would say is that uh, with Ottawa, I, I think it's it's interesting. Pierre Dorio said this this morning in New York, the media, but it's something I had heard a few months ago. He had promised Claude Giroux in September that he was going to trade for a top four defenseman by, by the end of the year, and so he got it right under the wire. With uh, how do you make that promise? Well, I mean, I mean, how do you not though? Really, like you're going into the season, and everyone can look at your roster and say, okay, you, you did a lot, but something still doesn't add up here, mm-hmm. right? And but isn't the, like a three year deal at six and a half million? That seems like a pretty good commitment. Like with all, you yeah, know, yeah. Why do you no. have to promise Claude Giroux that you're going to do something? Probably because he, 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 he wasn't either way. But I mean, I think that that as Claude was buying into the vision of this team that was going north, arcing north, mm-hmm. is that he wanted to know what the other plans were because he's that kind of guy. He's he's like a lot of these great players that thinks about the game and the industry and how teams are building. Claude Giroux's that way. Um, yeah, they're listen. If if the goaltending holds up, the Senators are fascinating to me in terms of. Feels like they're playing with house money, and they're a dangerous yeah. team to play right now. No kidding. Well, and like you hear Cam Talbot's name sometimes, as far as teams maybe who need a little insurance in net. I don't know if that makes sense. I, I don't Ottawa think Ottawa wants point. to sell at this why, point. Why I, I think they want to. I think, they, yeah. and it's not just about whether they make it or not. It's still the odds are against them. I think the fact that they're playing meaningful games in March. Today's today's March second, uh, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I think um, something like that. But 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 the as long as they don't completely go south here, they'll be playing meaningful games right to the end of the regular season, which was what the objective was this year. So I don't think they want to sell. With Pierre Lebron, our TSN Hockey Insider. Uh, so Tyler Bertuzzi's on his way to Boston. Orlov already there. Hathaway already there. You got Taylor Hall now on long-term IR. And, and Nick Foligno. So Foligno and Hall have, have injuries that worry the Bruins. Don Sweeney said today one of them could possibly need surgery. Okay. Is, is, so that forced the Bertuzzi move. Pretty good force. 
Yeah. I mean, you put Bertuzzi's a playing on any lineup in the league. He may be on the third, fourth line, but he's a good player. Mm. This is the rich getting richer. I mean, Boston, yeah. what stops Boston in your opinion? Well, the health, I mean, it's funny. We just talked about Hall and Felino getting hurt. To me, staying healthy is a big deal. Oh, uh, you could say that about every team. Okay, but aging Patrice Bergeron, even, you know, aging David Krejci, it's not an ins- insignificant point with the way this team is built. So that's number one for me with Boston, especially now with the Hall and Felino injuries. Will they exercise load management coming down the stretch? I think there's no question about it. And, and, and because the Bruins, are, the Bruins were the first team in the league that I can – recall that actually brought in the sports science on the goalie starts remember they brought in first it was uh, uh i think halak and then Hudobin. they were limiting to karask starts years ago and the other teams are going what are they doing they're paying that goalie all that money he's only playing 50 games the bruins are absolutely on that no question hmm. pierre lebron in studio so the leafs have been the most active team in the league I'd say so. It's been wild. <laughs> and yet, everyone is grieving. What a gift to overdrive every day. It's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's Although, they owed us because the O'Reilly deal went down at 10 on a Friday. So Tell me about it. Long had, weekend, too. And it was a long weekend. But everyone, you know how this town operates. It's, all right, what are you going to do next? Go get a goalie. Who else can you get here? Like They're not how, getting a goalie. They're not getting I mean, a goalie. They're not get, let's put it this way. I don't want to put it against them that they bring in a depth guy. But they're not upgrading their goaltending. Right. This is... It's Samsonoff and Matt Murray. They made their bed last summer, and Kyle Dubas is seeing it through with their goalies, in my opinion. That's what I'm hearing. Um, that- are they done done? Mm-hmm. I think they're, I think they feel there's a very good chance they're done. The only thing is if someone paid up for one of their D that they feel they can live without, maybe they make that move tomorrow. But I know that they feel right now that they're comfortable with who they are after all these moves. And And to be honest... And I was talking to someone from another team today who said, oh, boy, that's a lot of moves. He said, good for the Leafs for being aggressive, but now they need this to stabilize. They need to give this group a chance to come together in the last 20 games of the regular season. Is there More any- than enough time. Yeah. Yeah, of course it is. Especially with good players, good guys, right? Like, I always talk about we bring in quality guys. Like, those are the guys that will figure it out the, the easiest, I guess. But is there anything that you're thinking maybe off the board, someone's going to do something that you weren't expecting? So a couple of teams are wild cards for me. One is Vancouver. Um, you know, they, they for sure were talking to a team this week about JT Miller, but it didn't transpire. The guy's extension hasn't even kicked in yet. So I, I'm curious. Again, it seems unlikely. Is that an eight-year? Yeah, and, and it's unlikely to me that they can move that in the next 24 hours. But I'm just saying, the fact that I know they had that conversation, it's like, was it the other team trying to get him? So you, you never know how those conversations happen. But that's interesting to me. You know, they traded, uh, you know, first and second for a top four defenseman yesterday. I think they're unpredictable is what I'm saying. So Vancouver's a team to watch. Uh, we talked about Calgary before we walked into a dog. I mean, they haven't done anything in the last month because they're kind of stuck in the standings. I think Winnipeg's another interesting team. Uh, I know they traded for Niederreiter, but... Let's be honest here. After this year with the Jets, and you know that Pierre-Luc Dubois hasn't committed his future to that team, and if Dubois is gone this summer, what does that mean for Shifley? The window might be now for the Winnipeg Jets for this particular group. So do you not owe it to that group to maybe try and make another move tomorrow? How did Carolina, my old team, Mm. one of my old teams, go from being in on Meyer Mm -hmm. to Pugliarvi? So... 
<laughs> Listen, <laughs> that's a big transition, man. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they end up adding Puliarvi and uh, Shane Goss's bear uh, this week. Um, as of right now, they're not close on anything, and that could change tomorrow. If you remember last year at two fifty nine Eastern, the deal almost didn't go through. Right before the deadline, they added Max Domi for next to nothing. I, so I think they're bargain hunting maybe tomorrow, or they could do nothing. I was told today. They were totally all in on Timo Meyer. I mean, they offered up six pieces for Timo Meyer last weekend. And they were told it wasn't as good as New Jersey and not as good as Vegas. So they were out on that. But, oh, Doc, the reason they were in on Meyer to that degree and not to some of these rentals is that Meyer was going to be a long-term play for them. They wanted him to stick around. But what I don't understand, Pierre, is they've got such a good team, and it seems like all the other quality teams are making transactions yep. and it's not all about the transactions just because you make them doesn't mean you're guaranteed anything yeah but i know rod brindamore because he learned from peter laviolette it's like get some guys for reinforcements you yeah. saw them sputter last year against the rangers in the playoffs why would they want to take yeah, yeah why would they want to take the and, chance and again of that happening again and my understanding is that they talked to detroit last night about tyler bertuzzi clearly didn't want to pay a first round pick which is what it cost boston they talked to Chicago over the last 24 hours about Max Domi, but didn't want to pay that price. So it's not like they haven't looked at the market, but they're really protecting some of their future assets as well. Pierre LeBron, our TSN Hockey Insider. Uh, you mentioned Joel Edmondson, but we haven't really talked about Montreal, the only Canadian team we haven't focused on. Who can they get rid of between now and tomorrow at 3, and how bad can they get because the race is gone. They're not going to catch Columbus. Why Chicago. do they keep winning games is but what I want to know. They play hard for Marty, <laughs> He beat man. San Jose the other night, yeah. But why, you know, San Jose's an awful yeah, team. Yeah. But, like, what, they, you got to be thinking, you, you're committing at this point. Everyone's being shut down. Everyone's being told to leave. Yeah. Like, they're trying to lose in Montreal. There's not a lot for them to do. I mean, listen, I know a couple of teams that would love to get their hands on Josh Anderson, Mr. Playoffs. Mm-hmm. But Montreal's like, all right. This, that, I mean, the overpay is dramatic if you want to get your hands on him. So I don't think. Why would that be the case with his ticket being as expensive as it is? But they don't view it as expensive. They believe that by the time they turn this team around, that he'll still be that unicorn power forward player that will fit age wise Mm -hmm. with the rest of the group. And I think they're right. Now, that doesn't mean they can't move him if someone steps up. But I don't, I just don't see that in the next 24 hours. Outside of Edmondson, is, does a team want to look at Sean Monaghan and say, despite what the NHL memo said this week, <laughs> and say, is there something there? Um, I don't see Jonathan Druin moving. I don't see Mike Hoffman moving. Um, you know, it could be a rather quiet deadline outside of Edmondson. Montreal, hmm. Who may not move, by the way. He's right. another year in his deal. How quick does a team have to turn it around if they land the golden nugget, Connor Bedard? Like, when you get that guy, it's kind of jokes over, isn't it? Um. Yeah, you don't. You don't want to stink for another five years. And and think about it. Dude, I mean, you don't want to stink any years. Like, what if Arizona wins the lottery? And I'm not trying to. Everyone was kicking dirt on Arizona in the last 24 hours. And and you know, someone tweeted out today, 56 percent of their roster right now is taken up by dead money. How can you not kick dirt at that? Yeah, yeah no, I'm sorry, uh, like, all it, of it. But if you're the NHL, aren't you secretly hoping that the leaks claims all the time they don't care who who wins the lottery, but you got to be hoping for Chicago or Anaheim or Montreal no or kidding. a market like that for Connor Bedard. Well, especially with like everything that they that goes on there. But what about the arena? Like, is is that actually so, done? Is that pen to paper, or is that so, still just like 
in the air. So, Frank, there's a huge uh, uh, vote coming in Tempe in May, in mid-May, and that vote is the game. In May now. Yeah. yeah. No, it's, the vote. it's in May. They kick yeah. the can down the no, road. No, I know, but that, that, like, before Christmas, that was like, that's common. It just seems oh. like it's always something, Pierre. I hope they build it. I like that market, personally. But I love it. Yeah. But you just got to look at what's going on. It's, it's crazy. If he ends up there, it's an embarrassment. It is. Like they, they, it. You better find a way to rig the lottery so Bedard does not end up there. Cooler, but you know, the, the last envelope that you have, you can't have him playing again in front of college students at like maybe ASU. two thousand. I think they're getting like two thousand some it's, nights. I mean, I'm sorry, it just you, you. I'd lo- I'd love to see that market figure it out though. Having been sure, there, I-, I was there when they went to the conference finals in 2012, and that place in Glendale was back. Then they were playing LA. Beautiful weather. They-, they just they need a rink. They need stability at ownership. You know, I mean the obvious yeah. things. What's What's it Detroit doing? Like they trade Heronic. They trade. I-, I think Detroit could still sell. Larkin. Yeah, I think Detroit could still sell the next 24 hours. Uh, I-, I by the way, I love when the GM says, "I know we're not that far out of it, but I'm going to be honest." <laughs> like I-, I love what Steve Eisenman's doing. He's like, you know yeah. what? Even if we slid in, are we beating Boston? Like, come on. They're so getting he, smoked. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think, uh, you know, uh, Suter is a possibility to move. Uh, you know, Jacob Verano is interesting to me. I know he cleared waivers early this year. The guy has all the tools, um, you know, obviously, you know, went through the program and, and now is out of it. I hope he gets a second chance. I believe in second chances. The guy's gifted. And, boy, if I was a team tomorrow. He was and, a good player, man. Yeah, and if nothing else works out, if you're a team tomorrow, could you make it work and Detroit retain some salary? He could be a nice story. Yeah, Detroit is interesting because they signed Larkin. He gets his eight years at almost $9 million, I believe. And then Pasternak today one-ups that with an eight-year deal at 11.25, I believe. 11.25, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, that, I, I give credit to Boston the way they operate. They let a guy like that get all the way through almost his free agent season, and they never even care. Look how they're playing. It didn't affect them. It didn't, didn't affect, affect him, him either, by the way. Not whatsoever. And I appreciate an athlete who doesn't say, I'm only going to concentrate on the season. You can do both. Your agent's the one knocking no out the kidding. details he, he, anyway. He comes to you with a little status update yeah. every so often. This is what you can get. That was, Take it or uh, leave it. Both sides did a good job keeping a lid on it for the most part, but I can tell you from behind the scenes that that negotiation was an absolute grind from September to this week, and it never stopped. They talked every couple of days from September to now to get that deal done. There was a lot of give and take in that negotiation. Really? Yeah. Is that about like signing bonuses, no movement clauses, stuff like well, that? All of it's it. It's hard to figure out when the guy's that good. Well, because the Bruins have a cap culture that is hard to, uh, you know, you know, I mean, he on the open market, he's a $13 million exactly. player. He gave them a discount. For sure he did. But good on his rep, his rep J.P. Barry, for still getting it to 11 5 when some people are like, no one's making double digits in uh <laughs> Well, he deserves Boston. it. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you want to stay there, that makes it complicated, obviously. But, you know, Pasta, he's a hell of a player, man. He's a hell of a player. All right, Pierre, we'll catch you tomorrow. Trade breaker. Does. We will be there. I think there's maybe a, a music video that James Duffy and uh, a guys here is starring in. That's what I've heard. It debuts tonight at one of the intermissions. You're in it. You can't even tell us if it's the first or second intermission. Duffy told us yesterday, and I have no idea. I think that was two first. days ago. You, you might see someone in a Hartford Wheeler oh, jacket in it, too. Uh, there you go. <laughs> All, right. All right. We got a lot of cameos tonight. First intermission, and it'll be debuted. So are they knocking the quiz out? Does the quiz get knocked out for the music video? No way. You're doing a double dip? The quiz never gets knocked out. The quiz is always lurking. It's always around. All right, Pierre. 
We'll catch you tomorrow, buddy. Right on, right on. There he is, Pierre LeBrun, our TSN Hockey Insider. How about Mike McCarthy taking a run? Taking a run at your former offensive coordinator, Kellen Moore, my lookalike, my doppelganger. Saying what? Basically that he just cared about putting up points, which obviously he's the the offensive coordinator. But McCarthy, I, I'm a little nervous about him calling the offensive plays. It's not going to go year, well, but, dude. Uh, it's not going to go well, I'm telling you. And Dak throwing picks. That's the new Dak. <laughs> that's the new Dak, not the old Dak. It's the new Dak. Could be. Anyway, Jordan Love. Anyway, good, good luck. luck with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Jordan Love. We don't mention Aaron Rodgers anymore. Jordan Love is my quarterback. What's going on with your boy? <laughs> I don't know. He's probably on <laughs> ayahuasca and in a hole somewhere. All right, Pierre. There's Pierre LeBron, our TSN Hockey Insider. Best Bets brought to you by FanDuel still to come. Overdrive continues. TSN 1050 and on the TSN app. All right, so the Leafs are in Calgary tonight, and Luke Shen will make his Maple Leaf return tonight. He is in the lineup tonight. Eric Gustafson also in the lineup. And Timothy Lilligren, who got banged up last night. Uh, but apparently that's not the concern and not necessarily the reason he's out. But Lilligren is out tonight, and Zach Aston Reese is out. So 11 forward, 7-D. Yeah. I don't Funky know about look, that. Man. I don't know about that. I Funky mean, I, look. this is the thing, though. You bring in six different guys, you got to play. Seven guys don't terrible. like seven. Even the guy who's the seventh guy is like, I'm going to play just... four minutes. Yeah. Not ideal. AZ, what was your experience with 7D? I like the 7D. Really? I walk well, as usually if I was the seventh guy, at least I was dressed and I was playing. But you're, it, it's just, it, it's not kosher. It's not no. normal. There's well, no rhythm. What was your experience as far as taking warm up and then not playing the game? That never happened in the O. No. That I can recall. That. I mean, yeah. I don't remember. Like, you knew if you weren't playing, you were working out before the game or yeah. whatever, but then you'd be in your suit cruising. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with that, man. You get a good barn on the road and you're cruising around, it was a great vibe. <laughs> they, every, everyone knew you were a player. Maybe you were injured, right? Walk around with a limp. Man, that guy would have been playing. You must be hurt. <laughs> they don't if know I, you're healthy. I would be lying if I didn't think about that some nights. Yeah, you know, just you're walking the concourse or down below, and it's like, oh, that guy's a healthy scratch. No, no, no I'm no, not. I'm, I'm not a healthy. Scratch. I would be playing, but I'm injured. Yeah, you don't know. How the hell would anyone know? Yeah, exactly. The guy's in a great suit. He looks good. Best bets brought to you by FanDuel. Bet on all your favorite teams on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Kind of wish I bet on John Rom. Guy's going to do it again at the Arnie Palmer. It's crazy. He's seven under today. And that course is playing tough. So tough. Like, he is more dialed in than maybe any. He's like the McDavid of golf right now. For sure. The way he's playing. He's better than everyone else. He won at Riv, won at the American Express. I asked him yesterday, does anyone scare you right now? And he just said no. No, no one should. Himself, that's it. You're playing against yourself. Um, But as for the NHL board tonight, I like the over in the Buffalo-Boston game tonight. It's uh, six and a half. It's a big number. Buffalo always gives up goals. Boston's infiltrating new pieces, bringing new pieces in. Just came from the West Coast. Exactly. I think it's a little bit loose tonight. I like Panthers big against Nashville. They beat up on Tampa earlier in the week. Nashville's done. They're they're out. They've decided that they're... That's a bad vibe over there in that room. Really? Because all they've known is playoff performances anyway, and now a new reality is hit. I like the Panthers by two-plus tonight, paying plus money on that. And Austin Matthews to score an anytime goal tonight, paying plus 116. Those are not great odds. But I think he redeem I think he has to be alive tonight and I think he scores a goal. Last year it was like minus for Austin Matthews. All the to score time. A goal. Oh, you were paying there were there you're were nights you were paying like minus two hundred yeah. for him to score. I think he was the right bet. You, when you're in a funk, 
Switch up the routine. Go out there and be the hardest working guy on the ice. Hit everything that moves and just switch it up a little bit. You'll bang one off your rear end. And Well, you look at the two goals in Seattle. Those were at the net. Yeah. He, he bats the one puck in and he goes far post on the second. Like It yeah. was kind of a like blue-collar type but to, of goal. But to simplify, it's be the hardest working player on both teams. And you'll turn it around. Yes. Today's Best Bets brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more and get your winnings fast when you download the FanDuel Sportsbook app today. Wraps in Washington tonight and also in Washington Saturday. But these are big games. They're what? They're a game behind? Washington's yes. a game behind the Raps right now. Washington's right on their heels, just like Chicago was. And the Raptors actually have a chance to, I believe, pass Atlanta with a win tonight. There you go. So, yeah, they're a half game back, but I think they have the tie break. So yeah, Washington's right on, right, right on you, man. You lose tonight, you're tied. You lose again on Saturday, you're chasing Washington. You, you get what. these wins, goes a different way. They get My the boy wins. down in Atlanta, Trey Young's taking some heat right now. Well, they fired uh, their old coach. They brought in Quinn Snyder. Snyder's a good coach, but yeah, Trey. They, I think the ex- expectation is he's gone. Like he'll be out of Atlanta at some point. Right. Either but he's going to demand. One GM said out. you can't win with him. Something's up with him, man. That's like, the worst thing someone can say about him. It's a bad you. reputation to have. It's awful. It's the a worst bad thing. reputation to have. He's a fun player. Can you believe they traded Luca for him? They, no. They moved on in the draft. They traded selection. They flipped. So oh, no. They let yeah. Dallas take Luca. Oh. And yeah. they took Trey. Yep. Ugh. It was. I still can't believe they made that move. I mean. Well, it's retrospective analysis. Exactly. They, Trey, Trey Young's a really good player. They he thought is. he was the next Steph Curry. Yep. He's a really good player. But Luca's Luca, man. Yeah. You 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 were on the board. You could have just taken Luca and said thanks, but no thanks. It's getting in your own head there. Chose not to do that. All right. So Raptors, Washington tonight. Leafs in Calgary tomorrow. We'll be in here bright and early tomorrow as well. Trade Center on TSN. So we're all going to be a part of that, and uh, it should be a fun one. So we look forward to it. Good stuff. Good stuff. Frankie, good seeing you, buddy. You we'll too. catch you tomorrow. We're out of here. Enjoy your evenings. Enjoy the games tonight. We're back tomorrow at 4 p.m. We'll chat then.